a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Hello, Nolan. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty all right, Father Sean. How are you? I'm doing very well as well. Uh, so, as Justin said in our last episode, that he, he's going to be away uh, touring, uh, you know. So, we, we're recording another. Making the big bucks. That's right, right. Making us all look like fools. Um, <clears throat> and so, we're, we're recording another mini episode. And um, we hope that we don't scare you all away. That's, I mean, I guess that's, that's a fair statement, right? I think that's very fair. I hope, I hope people are enjoying the mini episodes. Uh, yeah, well, all I know is that the one that I wasn't on has the least amount of listens. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, that, that's not a coincidence, I'm sure. <laughs> it's because I didn't promote it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to listen to that one. Because <laughs> you guys made fun of me, so I buried it deep into the recesses of, of uh, Podbean or whatever, however we want to describe it. But anyway. You keep telling people that you don't really need to listen to that one. It's not a real episode. It's not a real, it's not a real episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I was thinking um, – I don't know why I froze there. I got distracted because I was thinking of all the ums that I just said. Uh, but uh, so I was thinking of talking about uh, this topic because recently I was talking with my brother in person, not via Google Hangout. And he he was talking about how to get our youth group kickstarted by trying to get the eighth graders involved now so that they'll want to join next year. And he said the best thing to do would be a trip to – uh, Six Flags, which for those who are unaware, Six Flags is a uh, a theme park with roller coasters and stuff. Now, I hear that, and I immediately think of having to drive a bunch of kids there, and mm-hmm. I immediately think of having to be a chaperone because I've made my living off of being like the fun uncle who gets to come in, rile everybody up, and leave. Like World Youth Day, which we've talked about a lot on this show, when right. Father Rob, who uh, invited me to come on, said, do you want to go on the trip with us? My first mm-hmm. question I asked is, do I have to be a chaperone? And when he said no, then I said yes right away. <laughs> <laughs> so how, like, how do you go about managing a bunch of uh, eighth graders and, and high school kids in a place that's uh, maybe not necessarily what you would say home? Not he doesn't have to be just World Youth Day. It could be like Six Flags or a Disney trip or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's it's really hard actually. Um, it's I think it's one of those like unspoken of skills that's really important for a youth minister or a, or a priest uh, moderator or anybody who might be in charge of a of a of a youth group or um, just a group of young people that uh, especially when it comes to trips and stuff because so like when when you're younger. Like I just, I'm, I mean, I'm just talking from my own experience. Like I remember thinking, like when I was a younger youth minister, like I just wanted to do everything in my power to not be like the typical adult chaperone. <laughs> I didn't want to be, you know. And and there was, you know, there was part of that was was like immature, 
in my on on my end, but also like part of it was just was also getting what it meant to do good youth ministry. You know, they they have chaperones when they're you know third graders on a trip to the museum of natural history. You know, and and you don't want to be that. You don't want to be. You're just there to to boss them around and tell them where they're going and and um, at least not make it so obvious that you're there to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, and just kind of sit around and talk with the rest of the adults while the while the kids are off. You know. Hopefully, not getting into trouble. Um, as part of ministry, you want to be in the trenches, so to speak, with them. You want to be walking the journey, whether it be World Youth Day or you know a trip to Six Flags. Like you want to be on the rides with them, or if rides are not your thing, at least you know playing games and and finding other ways to bond and and have fun in those moments. Um, but but there absolutely is like a huge responsibility when you take kids out of their um, normal routine and out of their normal environments. Their their parents are depending on you to watch over them like they would. Um, oh my gosh, especially when you're in another country. Like, <laughs> and, and it's it's weird. And I'm being honest. Like that's something that like I I understand now more than ever because you have um, kids and, and with. Because I have kids, but also because I'm just older myself, and and right. you know I guess. I'm less, uh, I don't want to say reckless because I know I was never reckless, but you know, it's like a teenager wants to do, you know, wants to, to make decisions that, you know, they know have consequences, but for some reason they're able to, they're a little more desensitized. <laughs> I think there's um, a, I was reading something about that has to do with how your brain develops, uh, that, that part of your brain develops later, like the idea that actions have consequences. I don't it know. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know how people could, uh, you know, go about doing things back in the day when teenagers were like adults. You so, know, it's, but, there's got to be some truth to it because that working with teenagers, like now, as like someone in my mid thirties, like I can, I can really remember. I, 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 for, first of all, I see teenagers all the time. Like that, I hear about them making bad decisions or, or doing something stupid that has major consequences, and I find myself saying, like, why would how do they not know that that has, doesn't have consequences? Like, right. how do they, how do they not realize that this is going to get them in trouble? Or this is a bad idea. But then I think about myself, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, like, you know, I might've uh, made the same stupid mistake too. And, uh, and not even thought about the consequences. So, and they say that the human brain doesn't fully develop till age 25. So there you go. And then for people like me, it might not ever fully develop. Right. <laughs> But I think one of the things that's interesting, so going on on the on World Youth Day as, you know, this year when I went, uh, or I mean this time when I went, I wasn't a participant. I mean, I was still kind of a chaperone. I, I was an extra set of eyes more than anything else. And there is an overwhelming responsibility in the sense that you have to look out for, for everybody. And, you know, there are certain people that you see that, we'll call them the lost sheep um and mm -hmm. like so those are the kind of kids that you have to kind of look out after more and that those are in my opinion and and if you i'm not an expert in this in any way shape or form but that's it seems to be those who are the ones who are going to probably get in trouble and uh the ones who are maybe uh oblivious to their surroundings so like the kid <laughs> that like that doesn't realize that if he goes to the bathroom when we're leaving, we could leave without him or doesn't tell anyone right. that's where he went. Like, those kids that kind of just like don't think and, and they're in their own world. 
And and it's tough to kind of you know watch out for them. And our our youth minister at the parish here, who I don't think knows how podcasts work, so I could say whatever I want about her, was in our group for World Youth Day, and she was with her sister, and her mom like came up to me in the airport and was like, "Make sure you watch out for them." And it was like a tremendous amount of response. I mean, there are like. One was you were, like, you were like no 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 you don't understand I was told I was not going to be his shadow. Yeah, like I don't I don't want to do this. This is too much responsibility. Let them watch. Don't you do this to me right now? <laughs> I don't even want to go. I'm just ready to get on a plane and remembering all the terrible things that happen at World Youth Days. I'm I'm stressing out right now, trying to keep a brave face on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, and one of the things that you said that is the same kind of thing that I, I'm thinking of is that idea of you don't want to be the adult. And I think like when you were a youth minister, did you get parents to help you out? It depended what the, what the situation was like, if it was like a, a party or like um, some kind of gathering at the parish or event, you know, that I could really use hands to, um, you know, to, to, to be hospitality and to, or just to be an extra set of eyes, then, then yes. But I would try to avoid it when it came to like retreats or, um, world youth day mission trips, things like that, because those kinds of experiences, you really want the kids to feel, feel a little free, um, not having the parents around, which in turn does in, in a sense, make you, um, more culpable and responsible to be the parent. But I think it's worth it. Um, to have that added stress because um, of the experience that they have kind of when they're away from their parents. And that's one of the things that I think is interesting as well, because you, so one of the things that you did life teen when you were uh, a youth minister. Yes, I did. So then you created a core team. I did create a core team and I had, it did not have parents on it, but I had always had parents that would, um, you know, I could call in a pinch that would help drive, help, um, you know, oversee things, you know, and I, I had some awesome parents that actually, you know, really could have been really good core members. Um, and, uh, and, and I could uh, call in a pinch to, to help with those kinds of, in, in that capacity. But, um, but yeah, m- mostly my core team was, was other adults who weren't, did not have their own children in the, in the group. Yeah, I think that that works so we had someone who um was a is a teacher and uh couldn't couldn't help as much anymore uh-huh. because of just she started helping with other things in the parish so i was like if, what where we need you is not youth ministry i'd love to have you there but if i had a choice of the the, the four things that you're doing and you had to drop one of them youth ministry is the one to to drop and so right but she was great because she had a teacher mentality, but so knew how to get everyone's attention, but not like um, in a way that was condescending. Because I had a friend who's, I have a friend who is a teacher who um, I used to see do things with young adults yeah. and, and treat them like the kindergartners that, that she taught. So it's kind of oh, like, yeah. it's kind of funny to see that. I mean, I, that this person, I don't really know this person that well. I just knew them enough that they were, I wouldn't really call them a friend, but I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm it's funny I'm, that you say qualifying that all this. I don't want people to start thinking like, who are these, who is he talking about? It's not someone that I'm actually like very close to. 
<laughs> right. Okay. No, and and I mean, and by now people are used to you throwing people under the bus. So oh, really yeah, I throw people under the bus right away. <laughs> On the daily. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's my job. Don't you know that? Hashtag bus thrower. Jesus saves. Father Sean throws under the bus. That's right. Especially in Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were saying like uh, you don't want to, you don't want them treated like like students, like kids in in elementary school. And it's so funny because I, I'll never forget. Um, I was helping out a priest friend at at a parish. This was years ago. Um, kind of get get uh, things going with his um, parish youth ministry, and they did have a, a volunteer guy. Uh, running it and um, you know not to throw someone under the bus but um, he he like he brought the, the the teenagers like the high school kids down to the church and like had them like line up single file and walk over to the church and then like direct them into like the rows for the the prayer service that they were going to have like a teacher would in, in like an elementary school and I just I'll never forget thinking like oh my gosh I would I will never do that I would never I would never like I would never have the construct of, of youth ministry to come to come out that way to be that way. I would never to do it that way. And because they're never gonna like they're never gonna talk to you then. Right. And that's why um, the whole idea of relational ministry is like that's you have to have a relationship with the person. And if your relationship is in any way, shape, or form like um, superior over inferior, I feel like it completely destroys the whole. The whole thing, yeah. No, it's it's a really, 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 really fine line that you have to find, and a really, really, really fine balance that you have to find um, to do it right. And it takes time, and it takes years to to perfect, and it, it's never going to be perfect because you you do you have to be their friend. You know, a, a, a line that I always used to use in youth ministry is you have to be their friend and not their buddy, if that makes sense. Yeah. You have to be a friend. You have to be somebody that they want to spend time with, they, that they want to be with, they want to be around, that they trust, that they'll open up to and talk to. But at the same time, you don't want to be one of them either. Right. You you want to be, you want to be an adult. Um, you almost want to be like the responsible big brother. That, like, we're not we're not best friends. You know, you have your own friends. I have my friends, but we love hanging out together. We love being together. And um, we have a lot of fun, but I'm always the one that I know when the line, when, when, when not to cross the line. And I know when, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is not good or we have to back out of this one or, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. And, and what I feel like one of the um, issues with something like youth ministry is very often by the time you start figuring all this out, you're already too old to, to do it anymore. It's it's my problem right now in a lot of ways. Not that I'm super old, but um, yeah, like the knowledge I have now would have uh, would have really benefited me at a, at a younger age when I was a, a youth minister whose you know pop culture references were still relevant and could still yeah. uh, could still um, you know f still felt like just an, an older kid myself. Right. Um, when now that's that's just not the case. <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the things that like at the parish. Um, when when we had uh, when we were looking for a, a new youth minister, the pastor asked, "Could you do this?" And I said, "No, because I'm a priest. I can't be a youth minister. There's like a it's a different kind of level. Yeah. Uh, not only would I not have the time to give it the the organization that it deserves, but I also I can't relate to them in a way that 
um, would be appropriate for a youth minister. Uh, like a perfect example would be, and I, I don't know if I should have done this or not. Not it's not anything bad, but <laughs> so I, I when all these kids are talking about Snapchat and stuff, and I and I so I downloaded it to see what it was, and it was kind of fun. But I didn't want I don't want people snapping me that aren't like my actual friends. You know what I mean? I know exactly um, what you mean. So uh, I mean like so they they want me to to snap them back, and uh, I I told them I can't. And if they're listening right now, I love you guys, but I, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. No, I, that was always my policy. I mean, you know, I, I was to make the joke to my students now that like your graduation gift from me is that you can add me on Facebook <laughs> for the, for the five of you who are actually on Facebook. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, you, you need to separate that world. You need to you need to use it and we've talked about social media people can go back in the archives and, and look at listen to our social media um episode but um you you do need to you can't be all in with it yeah uh i feel like we've uh I, maybe i don't want to say exhausted this topic but in order to keep it a mini episode uh i think we'll kind of leave it at there do you have any parting shots that you would like to to add um uh you're ugly. <laughs> How's your, that for a party shot? <laughs> your your beard looks like it smells like stale cheese. How do you know this? It looks like. Am I right? No. I mean, no. No, of course not. <laughs> That'd be disgusting. <laughs> then again, I have a cold, so I don't know me. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it does. <laughs> and you just can't smell it? I can't smell anything right now. <laughs> well, that's good. So then you can't smell yourself. No, I don't. I don't shower when I have a cold because I can't smell. So I don't care if anyone else can. That's great. What a what yeah. a wonderful example for your children. TMI. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Senor Nolan. Uh, I'll talk to you soon and have a wonderful day and rejoice in uh, this Easter season. Yes, radiate joy. <laughs> Consuming fire. <laughs> uh, even though my brother makes fun of me I'll still say God bless everybody what about Dominator Biscuits <laughs> that doesn't get old that should be if we were still to make memorabilia that should be one of them yeah one, I, I want a t-shirt that says Dominate Your Biscuits I know somebody who could do that let's do it all right. If you want to give us money so that we can we can make these shirts, uh, you, we'll be Let's happy to take. Let's start a Kickstarter fund. We, we should. We, we should for one one t-shirt. One t-shirt. Well, but the Kickstarter would be like what, like one hundred twenty-five dollars, maybe, because you get the guy yeah. design it, and then we don't need him. We don't need to buy them for ourselves, because then we would sell them. Right. Maybe That's maybe crazy. like maybe like twenty. I don't know. Ten bucks a shirt. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll 20, figure. Twenty we'll, shirts, a ten bucks a shirt. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out the math, and then I, I want to give like a very specific number for Kickstarter, like one hundred and twenty-seven point three eight dollars. You know what I mean? Like one hundred twenty-seven dollars and thirty-eight cents. I don't know why I said point three eight. A buck three eighty. Something to look forward to, guys. <laughs> See you later, Nolan. All right. Arrivederci. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.